Hello there, football fans from Canada. Join us every week down the pub on the Down the Pub podcast. My guests and I will be dissecting the week's English Premier League football games and news stories. We'll be joining a few light ales while doing this as we all know beer and football is a great mix. You can join the conversation by commenting on our Facebook page and on our Instagram. So grab a stool, order a cold one and let's talk football. So, welcome everybody to episode one of the Down the Pub podcast. Uh, I'm joined this week by my special guest uh, from St. John, New Brunswick, Dave Faulkner, also known as Dave the Rave. Um, I'm just going to talk a little bit about uh, Dave, who he follows, why he loves football, and um, have a beer. We're actually down at the Clay West Bar out in Bears Lake. Uh, that's this week's pub we're going to chill out at. And, uh, so, without further ado, here's Dave. Hello everyone, how's everyone doing? It's Dave the Rave here, reporting <laughs> in live. So Dave, uh, what's uh, who's your favorite team and why do you support them? Manchester United, goes back a little, couple years. Uh, my family's originally from uh, the UK, Manchester and Chester, so obviously Manchester, my dad's from, he's it's the team I was gonna support. Uh, over Manchester City or Man U, I always pick United just because they've always been my go-to team for years. and They've gone downhill a little bit over the last couple years through a couple coaches' changes, but I think the team of, under uh, Ole will hopefully pick it up. Yeah, so uh, speaking of Ole, uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, um, how do you think he's done so far? It's been kind of like a baptism of fire a little bit for him where um, he's kind of just been thrown into the job and left to sink or swim um, but do you think that he, he has the the coaching abilities to turn the club around or do you think he'll be there for a few months and then get the bullet well as he is a, he used to be a player for Man United understands playing at Old Trafford I I really do think he'll uh, come to it he made a signing was it Harry Maguire I think he paid a yeah. little bit too much for him but I don't know I think he'll be able to work with the lads pretty good and get the team going and hopefully do a little better this year yeah, well, they, they did they did okay in the first two games. Uh, there was that kind of mix-up with the penalty taker and stuff like that between Pogba and Rashford. Uh, they played against Crystal Palace at Old Trafford, and I think it was the first time that Crystal Palace has won at Old Trafford in 20-odd years. Um, what do you think went wrong for United? Um, what's What do they need to change? I feel like United has a lot of egos on the team, especially Pogba. There's a lot of pressure also playing for Man United, like just the ground itself is immense pressure. The fans are always wanting 100% all the time, win, win, win. I feel like Ole will be good because he'll lay down the ground. I feel like Mourinho uh, kind of didn't talk to the players enough. I feel like Ole really is going to communicate with them well and hopefully get the team I, I think going. I think with Mourinho, like Mourinho is, like it's, he, you're right about his ego, it's all about him. And I, I honestly think myself, like, this, the way that Man United play, Mourinho was never going to fit in. Like, he's got a very negative style of play. And as much as I hate Man United, like, they always played really good football under Ferguson. So they always, like, there was always that attacking style. There was always that, like, kind of, they might score in the 92nd minute we had Fergie time and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, for sure. I feel like under Mourinho, they felt nervous to play. Like, they weren't going to be supported by the manager if they made a mistake or something like that. Well, you've seen what he did to Luke Shaw. Like, yeah. he literally, like, just, like, threw him under the bus for yeah. every game, saying it was his fault. Exactly. Uh, I, I, I honestly think that, like, Ole has the, the players back, and being a player at Man United, as you said, like, he is, obviously, um, he knows the pressures and what they're going through. Yeah. But the thing about United is that, like, I mean, the great teams, like, there was never that kind of... Um, Ferguson never allowed that kind of cancer in the team. Like I mean, he got rid of like big personalities. Roy Keane famously, when he Keane got too big for his boots. Yeah. yeah. Yap Stam. I, I just feel like like I mean like this year like they really want to hang on to Pogba, but I'm not too sure why because like he's obviously a great player. Yeah. But he does go missing during certain games, and he's also very egotistical. Like it's yeah, all very hit or miss with him for performances. That for sure. I do think the Premier League itself is getting better, even the lower league, like the. Like not in the standings, like in almost relegation zones, they have more money nowadays to spend on players, and it's showing that 
Maybe Knight aren't all that they stand up to be all the time and results, obviously, as they lost to Crystal Palace. So, But, but I think that's also like um, the, the, the gap between the Premier League and even the Championship and the rest of the English League is getting yeah. bigger and bigger. Like This week we've had the sad news like of Barry FC, who have been around since 1885. Yeah. The club went bust. Like a whole community pretty much disaster for a community when you lose like a club like that I mean like a, That's like a big Halifax. employer you know what I mean yeah and I mean even like it's just you know it's a community thing people go to the games and yeah. all that kind of stuff like so I mean it, the difference between the haves and the haves nots now in English football is getting bigger and bigger yeah like there's also Bolton are going through the same thing yeah like what, what do you think do you think there needs to be a better distribution of money through the leagues or should the Premier League just go the hell with the rest of them like they're kind of currently doing just go off into the distance I almost think it's hard to stop the league from doing what it's doing already because they're leaving the have-nots behind. Like where the money is going to be is with these bigger clubs and the sponsorship deals. Like it's always going to lean towards the bigger clubs. So I don't know what they could do to reverse it or not. But yeah, I definitely know what you're, what you're talking about. Like I mean, it is kind of getting like it seems to be every year there's like another one or two clubs that are on the brink. Yeah. Um, it's also like the fact of like that, like like. The, the fans themselves they, they do demand a certain level of like quality in the football they obviously want their team to do well so yeah. I think teams get into this kind of vicious cycle of you know no, for spending sure. more to try and reach their goals like, yeah. obviously like in American sports North American sports like there's wage caps and all that kind of stuff yeah. do you think that maybe something like that would I, again as you said I don't know whether they'd be able to actually bring it in but do you think that would actually something well, they well if they do? did wage caps in certain some players wouldn't want to go because they'd know they'd cap out so they'd go to another league that could also affect it like the English Premier League has always been famous for attracting great talent so if they mess with like the wages and changing that around it may hinder that league and make them go to like Serie A or Bundesliga or something like that so. yeah like I, I think like like th- we've seen like a, in the last two or three years where like big clubs like Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool are spending quite a lot of money on hoovering up the best English talent. Yeah. But then they're not giving the guys a chance no. to actually perform. So we're seeing like people going to the Bundesliga, like the French League, like guys that you would normally think would like would end up in the championship are going off to play in uh, Germany and yeah, France and stuff like that. Which sure. is a great thing for a young guy to go and learn his trade. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the English leagues themselves are gonna miss out because they're, like they're losing all this talent and they're just spending a lot of money on bringing in guys from different like it's a kind of like now 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 policy rather yeah. than looking to the future whereas exactly like, they just want results right away instead of waiting yeah I mean like I mean like you look at like Man City I mean like the players they got rid of like like Sancho and uh, the DS kid that's gone to Real Madrid yeah and it's all because and there's a guy called like the Phil Foden that's there right now who's like England quality is a great young player yeah and literally he gets he's lucky to get a game in the Carlin Cup or yeah. whatever the, the Carabao Cup, Cup. yeah that's yeah. whatever the hell they call it these days yeah so I mean like it, where do you think that these clubs will like what do you think they their future plan should be for the future of England itself like obviously you're from an English background it must be like obviously the team looks great now but I mean it's, it's just kind of sad to see all this talent being drained away to uh, other you, countries yeah like the youth squads really need to kick in here and trying to develop these players and then the top tier teams really need to give them some exposure because in the end you want them to stay because it would be great for the fan base get people more involved that they're from around the area and in the UK and definitely I mean I mean like it, like it's it's easier to support your team if like you know like you, you know that the guy came from down the road rather than exactly like just get some hometown support going on yeah so, so maybe that's that's the place where these kind of lower league clubs like need to kind of step in a little bit and yeah. just you know um, try, try and like like they used they, they used to have like feeder clubs so like teams in Belgium would be like a feeder club for Man United yeah like, kind of like a farm team yeah. hockey kind of deal exactly yeah. so maybe that's that's a system that they need to bring in um, in, in the UK where like these younger younger oh, sorry yeah the lower league teams are like farm teams yeah you know? exactly and then they work up and then they get some uh, first team action in the big league so it will be interesting yeah so um, obviously like um, the, the, we're, we're obviously in Halifax Nova Scotia um, speaking of small clubs and stuff like that how do you think that the uh, the Wanderers are, are doing it? do you think it's uh, do you think it's uh, they've had a great 
obviously they're bottom of the league right now because they lost again. The the home support here in Halifax is six thousand a game, isn't it? It's it's around that, and I mean like that. Like you know what? I'm impressed with that. Like I live right close to the stadium, as you know, like street away. Like I hear the game going, and the support like far far from the chance, which the, the Halifax fans haven't quite grabbed onto yet. But <laughs> they'll get there. The chance once they get going, it'll be better. But no, I feel the atmosphere that they've created is pretty good. Very Nova Scotian with the uh, shipping containers in the stadium, but. Uh, when I saw that the first time, I was just like, it's kind of ghetto. But on the on the flip side, I was like, it's kind of neat though that they've like you know it's they've got like corporate boxes. Oh yeah, and it's like literally like a shipping container. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah, no, but no, I think it, it's been great. I I like seeing all the support coming out for the soccer. I think that'd be great if it could keep going. For, I think I like future. I, I think myself like the fact that um, obviously. I think Halifax should be like the uh, the blueprint for all the other clubs that are going to oh, eventually yeah. join the Premier League, yeah. the Canadian Premier League, because they've they've started off with like they haven't got too big too quick. Like the stadium like isn't costing them anything. No. Whereas you look at the likes of uh, the team in Winnipeg. Exactly, it's played at the Blue Bomber Stadium, don't they? Yeah, and so you've got like a, and I think it's like Forge plays at the Hamilton one, and it's like you know like you've got like thirty five forty thousand. You're not feeling that. And you've got like six. Five six thousand fans. It just looks kind of crap. It kind of yeah. reminds me of, unfortunately, like the way the hurricanes look at the metro center. Yeah. It's like, like they close off so much of it, and it's still pretty empty. Yeah, um, I think Halifax have done it right in that sense. Because when you watch it on, uh, when you see it on TV, like you see the Halifax man, like it's pretty looks pretty crowded. But oh, when you it, go to the other teams, it looks empty and it looks bad for the league. Like you know I, what I, I mean? I've got a season ticket, and like I mean, they've done a really good, great job with selling the season. Well, you got the jersey with it, yeah, too as well. which is a great deal. Like I mean, they got two hundred fifty bucks, and you get like the jersey, and then yeah. you get. Like the seasons games and stuff like that, which is great. Plus, they've also, I mean, games I can't make because of like during the week I work until eight o'clock. Yeah, they've built in a really great system where you can sell your tickets, and they sell pretty quickly. So you make the, your money back. Yeah, the, the demand is there. The thing I'm afraid of is that they're gonna like, like, Race. obviously they're talking about this new uh, Canadian football league stadium in Dartmouth. Yeah. I really feel like that's going to maybe impede them a little bit if they move Yeah, I feel like once you get into something like that, you're going to be raising costs like crazy. And you lose some of the base that originally started off because of the good prices and the jersey deal, obviously. But I think before you grow too quick, they really got to check and see where the team's at and say, hey, should I be doing this? Should I be going into a bigger stadium? Because right now, I feel like they have a good balance. Right now, for the first couple of years, I'd roll with this. And get the support built up. And uh, and this, is, I think the problem too, though, is that like obviously they've um, they, they've talked about expanding the, the ground a little bit, and there's already pe- like because it's right in the middle of downtown. It is kind of strapped for space as it is. And, and there's already like obviously there's that horsey place beside it. Yeah. And they're complaining about which is within their right because yeah, realistically, for- it is quite a big group of people to get together. Yeah, yeah and I, I mean like obviously as, as you said, you live downtown. Yeah. You've got like. Six thousand maniacs like walking down your street. Like you certainly do notice after which, the game, which, which is it's obviously great for the downtown core businesses. But oh, down there, sure. it probably soaks. Yeah, well, I mean, where do you where do you think they can go from here? Because as I said, I'm afraid that they go like this is the problem that a lot of the smaller league teams in England have is that they they've got these huge big stadiums and all that kind of stuff, and they just can't afford it. Like yeah. they don't have the revenue, they don't have the fan base. Exactly. I honestly, don't, I honestly can't see a team in Halifax having. 25,000, 30,000. I really don't either. I think they should roll with this model for a couple more years and, and then look where they're at and say, hey, do we have enough support to bump? I wouldn't go into trying going into, like you, you were saying, the Dartmouth. The big, yeah, would not be partnered with the CFL as well. Yeah, they've been talking about this stadium for like quite a while now. I know, like, it's, they've, I think they've officially made some sort of request to the city about it. Yeah. So it seems to be like, like moving along. I don't even know if there's a, a big enough CFL fan base in Halifax, to be perfectly honest with you. No, exactly. But, but I mean, like, the soccer side of it, the football side of it, I should say. Yeah. It's, like, I don't think that they'll be able to fill. No, I really don't think they will. Once they go to that big stadium, it'll look like the rest of the others in the CPL. Just two big stadiums are filling. It just looks so bad. Like, yeah, it like, does. Um, the, like, the, the team out west, the Pacific team. Yeah. Like, they've got, like, it's a pretty like a little small little stadium too which looks kind of cool yeah but their first round where like four or five thousand people showed up yeah and now i think they're down to like two two yeah. and a half so this is the problem like i mean for the first couple of weeks you could fill it out and then it's like you know as they say in like in england like you know it's like a uh, wet wednesday in stoke you're not yeah. gonna get like too many <sighs> haligonians like like 
braving the elements to go and watch the Wanderers. Well, you got to remember this league's pretty new as well. you got to see where the league's going, what kind of players are going to attract. Are they going to be the northern MLS, get retiree players? Like the, the Halifax Wanderers goalie, wasn't he, didn't he play for Trinidad and Tobago? They've actually, like, so the coach, I believe, uh, Hart, Stephen Hart. Yes, yeah, Stephen he, he used to be the coach for Trinidad, yeah. or he's from there or something yeah. like that. So he does have connections. Yeah, and like I mean, like watching the games, like, like obviously the standard isn't the same as what it is in MLS. Like we no, talking, no, for sure, it's not going to be there for years. Like they did, they did have a great show in, in the Canadian Cup this year against yeah. the MLS teams, but it, it's not quite there yet. No, um, and I mean, like for the price you're paying. It's a pretty decent standard, mm. and like as like above university level, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but I, I, just, I just, I don't want it. The thing I'm, I really don't want it to happen is I don't want it to turn into the way the MLS has in a little bit where you get like people who are past their prime in Europe. Exactly. Over, yeah, no, but like, like it's great that like Zlatan's there. Zlatan's I mean, killing it. That's but he for is, sure. but he is like 37. Yeah. You know, and he's being paid like a, a shit ton of money to to do that. Exactly. Like, So I'm still here with my good man Dave DeRave. Uh, we're still talking shit about football. Um, so in this part, we're just going to talk about like where where we watch football in Halifax, that kind of stuff. Where's the best place to go? Um, and um, just hopefully by the end of it, we'll uh, we'll know where, where it's the best place to go. So if you were going to go watch a game here in Halifax, Dave, where would uh, where, where would be your go-to place? I'd have to say probably the Halifax Sports Bar just because of uh, the way it's laid out and the amount of TVs they got going on in there. It creates for a pretty good atmosphere. I like when there's uh, more people from the team you're supporting, obviously, because it creates a good uh, vibe of uh, people who are there with you to cheer on. But no, overall, as a city, I think Halifax is pretty good bars to go and watch some soccer and football, I should say. I, um... I agree with you. Like, uh, there is some really good places to watch the game. The, the, the thing I'm jealous of is that, like, obviously I'm a Tottenham fan, and uh, there's probably another four Tottenham fans in the whole of the city. Exactly. I, fe- I, I found that out when I went to watch the Champions League game. At Nelly's. <laughs> <laughs> it was me, me and the barman from there, Frank, and one other guy hiding in the corner as there was 150 Liverpool fans there. Yeah, I'm mostly jealous. So nice. But it's kind of, but the thing is though, it brings like such a great atmosphere to the game. It yeah. wasn't like kind of like a, uh, like people like being shitty because you're a Tottenham fan. It was a good bit yeah, of banter. Not like back in England where they're. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's nobody like trying to glass me or something. Like that. <laughs> but but it's like you know, it, it, like the, the banter was was great and yeah. all that kind of stuff. It was a really nice atmosphere. So I mean, like although at Nelly's, like I really obviously it's an Irish bar, so I have a bit of a, I have a bit of an affection for the place. Yeah. Um, it's not always the greatest place to watch a game because they have that big weird screen but the Liverpool fans when there's a Liverpool ga- game on yeah. it's fantastic yeah. when there's no Liverpool game on and you're just going to go watch like I went to watch the Tottenham game yeah. last Sunday and it was great I had like two TVs to myself yeah. and I had beer and it was awesome but it, it, I kind of do miss that thing from back home on a Sunday a lot of people go to the local there's a game on and there's always like a bit of a kind of an atmosphere um, so do you think like the Halifax you mentioned that the Halifax place is the best place that you would go to but well, I was fairly surprised like during the world, last World Cup I went to the pint for like the final and oh my god it was, it was 11 o'clock in the morning I think the game was and it was packed they were giving away jerseys like I haven't been I've been in the city for a little over a year and a half now and like I was fairly impressed with how the World Cup was like advertising the city there's games going on they the have, um the, the guy who I think he's a, he's a manager or he's an owner or something like that is actually from like I haven't been in the point in a while but he's from Ireland so I yeah. think he kind of like he, once you have that kind of influence and I think that's why like Nelly's does the Liverpool games yeah. pretty, pretty well yeah. is the fact that like they like there's a couple of Irish lads there and they kind of know how to build the atmosphere exactly obviously we, one, one place we haven't talked about uh, which is I can't believe I haven't mentioned it is Niche yeah um, like that place during the World Cup and stuff like that it's fantastic. Bumping. It's crazy. Like I know they've moved to a new spot, and a lot of people are worried about the patio going away and stuff like that. But the patio is actually back. Yeah, they kept it there, right? Yeah. So I mean, it's the the the, the guys who like uh, get that place ready for the, the big tournaments. It's always a great place to watch. Like being there, like uh, at the last World Cup, going to see like the England games because mm. there was such a, a great 
Um, there's such a great buzz around the England team because there was actually a thought that they actually might do it. Bring it home, yeah. yeah. That's what we be, all thought. But. Be, being Irish, like I just wanted to be there when they didn't, so it, I could exactly. just, I could just watch the, the crash. But I mean, like what, what? Like I know we forgot to mention Nice, which is kind of bizarre to me. But uh, what's what's your favorite thing about Nice? Like watching games there. Just the atmosphere and just like that, you're pretty much on Spring Garden, and like just the atmosphere. I find Halifax a great soccer city I find we have enough support enough people like 400,000 people we have enough people to support a, a game to watch yeah. or whatnot. like creates a good buzz like I'm from New Brunswick and like there's no support there's support here and there but I like niche and there's enough people to come Plus, you also like, I mean, like the, the four dollar points that always kind, helps, kind of helps. And soccer fans like to drink, so that's but, always a plus. So. Yeah, like I mean, like I, I used to work in the same building there um, at the Maritime Center. Yeah, and it used to drive me, it used to drive me nuts because we worked on the floor right over the old niche, mm-hmm. and there'd be a game on, and the, like you could hear the crowd cheering. Yeah, yeah. like I would finish work at five and the games would always kind of be on about four o'clock-ish. Yeah. And you just hear like the roar, the cheer and it used to drive me nuts because I'd be just like, what the hell's happened? Yeah, you know, yeah. Like it's, uh, I know you'd be edging off your seat ready <laughs> I, I, to I, I would, I would, I'd have a customer in the store and I'd be almost like pushing them out the door because I want to run down and just check what's happened. Yeah. Um, and I, like I, I'm glad they've, tr- they've tried to bring, like the new niche obviously like it's a lot, it feels a lot more classier like the old one kinda, <laughs> yeah it was, it was not kinda, classy let's say yeah it was kind of it was kind of obviously like a basement bar it kind of it's yeah. harder thing like and, and it's kind of dark and yeah. all that kind of stuff no for sure the, the new one what they've done with the uh with the, the tvs everywhere and all that kind of stuff i can see why the privateers like the um halifax wanderers supporters club go there a lot oh yeah no for um, sure it's it's a it's a great spot and um, so another place that we haven't mentioned is the Celtic Corner. Have you been there? I've never been there, to be honest. What's that is, like? Is that because it's in Dartmouth or a little bit? <laughs> I don't venture over to Dartmouth. I must admit, at all. It's a uh, it's kind of cool. Like like the, the thing that like I love about it is that it's like you jump off the ferry and it's literally there, right there, yeah. And like the uh, the same thing again. It's like it's it's all about the atmosphere. And I've been over there to watch a couple of like uh, Ireland games and stuff like that and a couple of World Cup games and yeah. it, it's it's a it's definitely worth a ferry ride like yeah. the, the staff are pretty nice they have Irish beer on tap which always which helps always a win you know it's always nice to have a point of harp yeah, um, <laughs> and, yeah. and there's there's, a, there's quite a few Irish people that work there too so I mean it's um, it kind of adds to the atmosphere a little bit yeah, I, I, I 100% like, like so when you were a kid like obviously like you uh, went to Old Trafford and all that kind of stuff yeah so I went <sighs> I'm going to say eight years ago, I'd say eight or nine. I was like 12-ish or... I went to... Uh, I feel like fucking a dinosaur. Do you know that? I went... Eight years ago when I was 12. Like I know. Eight years ago, I was like like fucking 33 or something. Yeah. Fuck you, fuck you Dave. No, for sure. <laughs> but I went to a friendly... Uh, this was actually a surprise. I went to Old Trafford. Thought I was going on for a tour. We went two or three hours for the game. And then my parents told me I was going to... Uh, Man United versus Valencia, which was a friendly, so I got to see David Villa play oh, for wow. Valencia. And then uh, on the other side, when uh, back in the olden days for Man United squad, it was Wayne Rooney, Owen Hargreaves, Van de Sar was playing in Jesus. goal. That, that was an incredible team. I love that team. So that was that was obviously Rooney scored, made it even better. Fantastic, you know, eighty thousand people uh, chanting. I, I think crazy. Like Wayne Rooney, like you know, like obviously he's like a granny lover and all that kind of stuff. And he's kind of shitty in his personal life, but I think people like. I read his book. Yes, he is very shitty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I honestly think that like he's very like like th- he's so underrated. Like I mean, like he's like the things he did at Man United. Like it was just almost like. Oh, I feel like, like he comes off his look doesn't scream at you. Well, he, lazy. he has he has that kind of thing that like he's walking around with a kind of Carlsberg Express. Exactly, he has and he wants kinda... to he wants to steal your shoes or something. Yeah, yeah. But, but the thing kind of vibe around him. But, but the, the, the thing with him too, though, is, I mean, like, that goal he scored against Man City, do you remember that one, the, the overhead kick? The bicycle kick, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I mean, like... That's if, unreal. If Messi or Ronaldo... Like, Ronaldo, like, scored that overhead kick last year and everybody, like, literally, like, laid an egg about yeah. it. Yeah. Like, that, that, that was incredible. Like, yeah. I remember watching he that. He scored some goals for DC United as well in the MLS, like... But, like, because of the MLS, it just gets looked down. I know, I know. We're great. Good? Yeah, yeah. 
what, what, like that's the MLS though. I know, you know? I know. different, yeah. total different bag of worms there. But no, with United, I thought Rooney performed pretty well. Yeah, I mean, it kind of sucked like the way that it, like it ended. Like I mean, like, oh, yeah. like, everything doesn't always end with no. a testimonial and all yeah. that kind of stuff. The way that Vincent Company got to leave Man City this year yeah. it was like all like it was heralded. But I mean, I think like looking now, like I mean, like if like United really need like a, a young Wayne Rooney and they also need like a young Roy Keane mm-hmm. they're definitely missing those type of players oh I feel like they are too I feel like they got all egos that aren't working together and I hopefully Ole will bring them together that's my hope because I as soon as they had Mourinho I was like here we go this I, is going to be bad I, I think the good thing though as well is like I mean like they got, they've got rid of Alexi Sanchez this week he's, he's away to into Milan right he, he's a terrible influence on the club like yeah. I mean like he I've never liked poisoned, him as a player as much as like I hate Arsenal, obviously, I'm a Tottenham Yeah, he fan. played for Arsenal before, didn't uh, he? And, like, the way he left Arsenal was kind of really shitty. Yeah. And he was supposed to go to Man City. He went for the money to United. Oh, yeah. Which is, kind of shows you how down the, the ladder United have come a little bit. Is that there? Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like people aren't afraid to come to Old Trafford anymore like they used yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, like I mean, he, he obviously choose, chose United. It wasn't to win stuff. It was for the money. Oh, they're for the money, the same, 100%. The same amount of money. And now yeah. he's away to Inter Milan. I think that's a great poison because I mean when somebody comes in on that amount of money and everybody else isn't making that amount of money it's kind of hard to uh, like you know like to motivate your players when you see Alexi Sanchez sitting on the bench scratching scratching his bollocks and like not like earning 500 grand a week must be nice eh? yeah whereas you've got like you know like somebody like Scott McTominay yeah he was like you know he was like He's not a world beater, but he's out there busting his balls. For oh yeah, you know, like he, he's the he's the guy. I'd rather have him in the trenches than. Oh Lexi no, Sanchez, for sure. You, you know, know he'll so. back you up if you ever need to be. So, um, coming into this weekend, obviously uh, we have the big game on Sunday, uh, Tottenham against Arsenal. Um, as a Tottenham fan myself, after a disastrous game against Newcastle last weekend. Oh, that was a shock. Good for the coach of Newcastle, though. I, f- I hate him so much. <laughs> Roy Hodgson, I, I hate it? him. He's like he's like Mr. <laughs> Potato Head. Uh, you shocked to get that win. Did you see the oh, post-game interview from that? Oh, oh God. He was almost crying. I, I hate him so much. He, like, he's he's literally like Sam Allardyce's, like, twin brother. Like, he, he's like, his, he's got a terrible... Like, he, he can come into a, a club, but he can do a job. Who goes from Rafa Benitez... To Roy Hodgson. All I'm gonna say, wild. Steve Bruce. Steve Bruce. Yeah. 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 Whoops. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. But but that's the thing though. Like I mean, like obviously, like he's cheap because like obviously Mike Ashley has been an asshole with the club and yeah. he doesn't want to spend the money. Yeah. They went down and bought this Joe Leeton guy, who was when they played against Norwich and they got hammered by Norwich. People were saying he's a waste of money. He's a piece of shit. Of course, he comes up against Tottenham and he looks like a fucking world beater. Uh, <laughs> like, or the, like Sanchez, our defender. Like, there's a, something going on with Tottenham with Jan Vertonghen and uh, and Pochettino. He's gone around with sporting like a black eye. So yeah, so I, I mean, um, the the thing is, it's uh, like this Sunday is probably the first. North London derby in two or three years where I'm seriously worried. Um, yeah, you should be after Newcastle as well. That was I watched a highlight for that and like inexcusable for the game. Like as I said, like I I, I got to sit like a, a king downtown at Nelly's. I was like watching it on the two screens. Yeah. Uh, the worst thing is like the, the like the the barman or the bar manager there, Gino, who's from the worst part of Ireland. He. He's walking past. He's fucking chirping at me. Oh yeah, 100%. It, it just it just it just made it like a it was a shitty day. And, yeah. And I it has been happening for quite a while with Tottenham is that people have found out what the, what the plan is and they know how to defend against us and they know a like, team that doesn't come up with surprises. Yeah, I like, like I mean, say. like like we, we did well against Man City because obviously Man City were attacking us, so it left a lot of space for us to attack into, and we got yeah. look, we got really lucky. Yeah, Aston Villa game. It was only Aston Villa's like lack of composure that we Villa should have won that game. The thing is, like we were found out, and I feel like we're going to get found out big time on Sunday on the Tottenham Hotspur forums on online. They're all talking like now they're talking about getting Pochettino out, which I think is a terrible idea. I, I just feel like he needs to realize that like like Harry Kane isn't the be all and end all, and like he's kind of caught in a catch 22 a little bit yeah 
because like uh, Harry Kane is like the talisman. He's the guy who's going to score the goals. Yeah, but they when rely on him all the time. But he had like a really off day against Newcastle. And it showed, um, obviously. Yeah, but he doesn't, like, he needs to have the ball sometimes to change it up and take him off and then like change it around a little bit. It's just the fact of like, and it's hard for him, like, it's hard for any manager to take Harry Kane off. But yeah. He doesn't look fit. No. He doesn't see himself. We should have a penalty. Like, uh, VAR wasn't our friend. But that's the way the season goes. It's like, I think a lot of, with the VAR thing, it's still open to interpretation. It's it is. The, it which really is, is. Which is how I want it. Like, I mean, like, it was a definite penalty in my eyes. Yeah. The Newcastle fans sitting beside me would say... It definitely like, isn't. What? So, I mean, that's, that's football. And that's why we love it. We love the debate. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like the problem with VAR is that it's going to take away from the flow of the game a little bit. I find that's the one thing that it takes away from is the flow of the game. That's 100%. Like, they're stopping, checking the camera out, seeing what they're going to decide. These aren't funny. But, like, that's that's the thing. Like, I mean, it's... Um, uh, like, like, so there's certain games I think of. Like, um, obviously, uh, the, the hand of God thing, if VAR was there... Uh, <coughs> the Lampard goal against Germany. I don't even want to talk about that. That was, well, and it was so far off the line. The, 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 <laughs> yeah, the I Pedro, remember that. The Pedro Mendes goal against Man United. So, that was way over the line. So it's all the thing about football is obviously like it's all about the debate. And we're going to complain either way. Yeah, and I, and I honestly feel like you know, like the VAR thing, it's great. Like last season, we had the uh, the goal line decision thing, which I which I thought was awesome. Yeah, the VAR thing, I think, is a step a little bit too far because. Like I think I was watching uh, the Liverpool Arsenal game, yeah. and there was a decision about a penalty or something like that, and the game had literally stopped for like a good two or three minutes. <sighs> yeah, it makes it choppy and it will it'll make people feel disinterested. Yeah, and like the Liverpool fans, like in the in in, in Anfield, like were literally booing because oh, it takes so long and. The decision, I think, was going was for them. Mm. So that's a very bad sign for me. That, like, I mean, like, you've got fans who this decision potentially could be going for them, and yeah. then suddenly they're booing because, like, they just don't want to wait that long. And I, I feel like that's the thing. About, like, I love about football is that, like, you know, like debate and stuff. As I said, like the goal line decision thing, I think it was great. Oh, hundred percent. Like, like, I mean, Lampard, da, 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 da. but the hand of God, like. It's such an iconic moment, and I know yeah. it sucks as in, like if, if you're an England fan. Yeah, yeah, it really does. But I mean, Ireland got cheated out as well by. It's the way Thierry the game Henry. goes. You know what I mean? It's kind of nice that it's not perfect. The game. Exactly, and that that's the thing. Like I don't want like I, I do. People want it to turn into the NFL where you have like a break literally every like ten fucking seconds. Exactly. To check stuff. So choppy and no flow to it. Yeah, and I, I honestly feel like that people will regret it. Like that, yeah. you know. Like obviously, we want technology. I don't know if you saw like last year's guy Charlie Austin playing for Southampton who like freaked out and they put like Blur's uh, park life because of the way he was talking no, and it fit perfectly. Oh like, my god! Like and he was going on about technology. It was so funny. But like that's the thing. Like I mean, like that's they're iconic moments. Yeah. And I feel like we're gonna lose those just by the game stopping and starting and stopping and starting. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a dangerous road they're gonna go down. Yeah. Um. And I. Yeah. It's uncomfortable for the refs too. You know what I mean? Having to go check their decision and what they like, made. It, the funny thing is, like when you watch rugby, like rugby's had this system for like a, a, a few years now. Like and like, it, I think because rugby's like a little bit more technical. Yeah. The fans ex- expect, expect the, way. the stops. And, the- and I, I think that. I think that FIFA and the Premier League and all that kind of stuff are expecting fans to buy into it yeah. eventually, and it'll be well, just as like, a younger fan base grows older. Yeah, and, and I guess it's probably just that they think that it's going to be the same way that they're just going to go like, hey, you know, it's part of the game. Yeah, like you get used to it. But I honestly, I think it's killing the game a little bit. And yeah. they there's no better system. They, they, I don't think there's any magic wand they can wave. No, I um, feel like this is the best this, they could make for now, and then they're just going to trial and error it out. And see what they come up with in the end. Like, like and this what, is for sure not perfect. So, so originally, like uh, I remember uh, Sepp Blatter, who was in charge of FIFA back in the day before the bribes, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> uh, but but the thing the thing with him is, like, he and he kind of made a good point a little bit where he was like, the way that football should be, it should be like if you're playing in a pitch in you know in in Dublin, in a council estate, and you know yeah. the game should be the same there as what it is. In Anfield, yeah, 
stupid reasoning because I mean like you're like you know like it, it's nonsense because I mean like you've got 50 odd thousand 45 50 thousand people paying to see the game yeah and professionals yeah it shouldn't be the same as a bunch of fucking drunk lads on a Sunday with like you know, messing or, about yeah, yeah or hungover lads like kicking around so yeah. like, it shouldn't be the same no for sure but on the flip side like um like like rugby for instance like the, like rugby in the park on a Sunday doesn't have a video system referee no um so I think they should there should be something but I don't think like what they're doing is the right path to go no so um Obviously, they have the system in, in ice hockey. Like, how does the system in ice hockey work? Goal line decision. So, yeah, they. So, it's all uh, wherever they are, they call in and it goes right to Toronto and they check all the monitors. Also, oh, there's like a, a central hub oh, okay. where they check it. I think they do the same with baseball, don't they? There's like a central. Central hub where they make the decisions. So, they always make it out of Toronto. So, and then they just go skate over to the by the penalty box and they put the headphones in and just listen and the fans are accepting of it. it for hockey there's always commercial breaks so it doesn't weave into the game you don't notice it as much and there's not as many of those decisions because either the pucks like it's a puck you know what I mean it's and, and it's true like, I mean like I've been like I've been to see I haven't been to any NHL games no. but I've been to like the Mooseheads mm-hmm. I saw the Raptors in Montreal so yeah. I, I kind of like it's a, when you're there at the, at the, at the games, it's yeah. not as bad because obviously you got the music pumping away. Oh yeah, yeah. and like there's always still something more of ha- a controlled atmosphere in an arena is than in a, like a soccer stadium. Yeah, just there, but there's always something happening to exactly. keep your, your your mind off yeah. whatever nonsense is going on down in the ice or on the court. Yeah, and I, 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 that's definitely something they need to work on. But I, I just I just don't think it's like it's the sport for the video assistant referee the way they're doing it. No, I feel like it's making it choppy and like. I feel like the fans, like the age group of fans that go to the game, are not gonna like refs looking at technology for x amount of minutes and interrupting the enemy. Like, what's going on here? You know what I mean? Like, let's so, just play. So I think it was like during the World Cup, maybe where there was like a, a TV monitor on the side of the pitch where the referee went over and was able to take a quick look. Um, that I think might be a way to do it. Yeah. The the fact of like that there's some random, like just a I think there's a guy in the sideline who's like the fourth official or some bollocks and then it's like a big debate about it like at the end of the day we the ref is there and the ref should be the one who makes the decision so I mean yeah. like, and just it's open to so much interpretation where it's like you know like it, it's you know like whether they should check something whether they shouldn't I feel know? like it's going to give way for refs being like oh I can make a bad call and then we're just going to check it in the end you know what I mean like yeah and that but, but to me, that was like part of like my love of the game. Yeah, that. it's like you know, it's, it's good calls are gonna go, yeah. and yeah, the bad calls for something. Like, you went to work on like a Monday after the weekend, and you'd sit around the lunchroom or wherever like that, and having your cup of tea and your your sambo, and you're just like talking shit about the ref of the weekend. Yeah, and all that kind no, of stuff. for sure, it's an atmosphere for. So, uh, coming to the end here of our points, um, we're drinking Nine Locks Dirty Blonde here out in Clay West. Uh, it is a great beer. It's a great sipping beer. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty tasty. So, Nine Locks, if you want to sponsor the podcast, hit me up. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> Never going to happen. Um, so, th- th- this final thing, we're three games into the, um, into the season now. Uh, kind of seeing everybody's cards a little bit. Um, Obviously, Liverpool and Man City look like the teams to beat again. Um, but what's your predictions for the season? Um, I think Liverpool will win. Man City second. Man United will sneak in third. Leicester fourth. Wow, that's I'm holding up for Leicester. Wow, where's uh, like? And I'll, I'll I'll figure out Aston Villa. I'm gonna hope. Are you just like reading the table as what it's No, said? I'm hoping <laughs> Aston Villa are gonna sweep up just because they have so much pride going on. They just got promoted. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. And like, it's not gonna I, happen, I mean, like they they, they did really well against Tottenham. They did really well against Everton. Um, they they spent big and they bought some pretty decent players. Like the uh, Douglas Louise guy they got from Man City looked pretty decent. 
Um, Wesley, the guy they got from like Bel- Belgium, I think it was Club Rouge. Uh, he's he's been a guy that I pick up on FIFA Career Manager every year because yeah. he's uh, he's young and he's pretty cheap. Uh, and he's he, he scored in the last game and he, he looks pretty decent. Um, what about you? What do you think? Well, I honestly think that this year, like, it, it's it's hard to look past Man City. It really does. It really is. They are. Um, they've like their their squad. Uh, that like Aguero still got it. Sterling's on fire. Oh yeah. Um, obviously, obviously, they're losing David Silva at the end of the year. So like, it's his going away year. So that's a bit of an incentive for them to do well this year. Oh yeah. But then, but then, like, I watched the way that Liverpool dismantled Arsenal last weekend. And it's kind of hard, like it's it's so difficult to pick. Like Liverpool just looks so strong to their squad. I'll um, just remember them picking apart Barcelona. Yeah, and and that's, the, that's then, what I'm gonna remember. I mean, like watching watching them play against Arsenal, like a much improved Arsenal. Like Arsenal had their their chances. Like Nicolas yeah. Pepe yeah. should have scored, but Arsenal went and bought David Luiz, which is like basically buying Krusty the Clown and stick them in at in centre half <laughs> but but this is the thing though it's like it's uh, like Liverpool they, like they, that front three is kind of hard to look past yep. it's just that if some, I feel with Liverpool if they if key players get injured they don't have the, Something the, the depth in the squad the, the depth as, mu- as much like yeah. they do have the depth they just don't have the depth as much as what Man City have Yeah, like they've went out and like a Fernandinho they've got bought in, like Rod. Rodrigo or Rodri whatever his name is um, <coughs> who just looks perfect for the Premier League he's, yeah. a, he's a great player um, Leicester I can see where you're coming from just in the fact of like that Brendan Rodgers is a great manager like apart from drinking down at the shoe shop I'm joking he uh, he looks like a guy that drinks at the shoe shop uh, he um, he's, he's a great manager and I, I think that they've bought well they bought in Thielmans and um, they, yeah, they have like exactly. a, they bought in the Perez kid from Newcastle so I mean they do have a strong squad I honestly think they'll make the Europa League yeah for sure but, at least um, but I don't know about top four mm. I, I honestly think it's going to be Man City Liverpool probably God, it pains me to, pains me to say these things I would probably go uh, United next only because only because, like, looking at Tottenham and Chelsea, United seems more stable. Chelsea yeah. is not stable. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they can't sign anybody. Like, Lampard looks... Like, they won 3-2 against Norwich last weekend, and people, like... I understand we, that, but they were controlling the game. They always have these nervous moments. In yeah, the and... Uh, but, I mean, like, the thing is, though, like, they, they beat Norwich 3-2, and yeah. you would think that they just won the, the Champions League or something. It was kind of crazy. Um, just watching how... Over the moon, they wear about the whole thing. It's yeah. like it's 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 fucking Norwich. I'm scared for Lamp, uh, Lampard. I yeah, and I, I mean, like I, I I feel for like he's gonna lose his legacy a little bit, which isn't his fault. Not at all. He's because in a tough situation, man. Like if I was him, I, I wouldn't have taken the job at that time. Because Not it, right now. Exactly. Yeah, because they can't buy anybody. No. You know, it's yeah, and I mean, people are saying he'll get the time from uh, Abramovich. I'm not too sure he will. Like he doesn't have a good record of keeping managers when things are going wrong. Yeah. Um, for so Liverpool, Man City, United, fucking pains me to say that. And I'm a Tottenham fan, and I want to say Tottenham will make fourth, but like our record since January is fucking awful. Like we've had 15 points from 15 games, or away form, which is like a really strength. It was a big strength that we had. We've lost. Uh, we just. We've lost a couple of games now at home at the new stadium. Yeah. Doesn't seem great. No. Um, ah, God. I'd probably say Arsenal. Like, it's like a dagger in my chest. I know. I fucking hate him so much. Um, I think the surprise package this year myself uh, will probably be... Um, Don't say Le- Burnley because they're up in the stadium. No, no pro- like Leicester, as we talked about... And- like obviously wolves, like wolves have like gone. Wolves are always kind yeah. of just there. Yeah, like they they haven't won a game yet, but they haven't lost a game yet. And it's I, still I, so I, and I and I honestly think that like with the the squad they have, obviously playing in Europe is kind of testing things a little bit. Like I mean, they had a they drew against Burnley last week, but 
I mean, they played on Thursday against a really good Torino side. So exactly, you're going to be wasting some players to that, and then you got to pick and choose. Yeah, you're going to do the Europa, or you're going to exactly. So I mean, like it's almost like it's it's kind of like the Carabao Cup thing. It's like do you mean you pay like in the Europa League, do you play like your strong team, or do you yeah. just say like you go for the prize money, or do you want to get the standings in the EPL? That's what uh, you're going to do. Where the money is is probably in the Premiership. So yeah, exactly, like, like Wolves will be there. Um, I, I think relegation side of things Brighton might be lucky to look on there um, I fucking hate Newcastle hate them for the passion that, especially after like they're kind of a weird bogey team for Tottenham sometimes so I'd like to see them fuck off and I actually like Sheffield Wednesday so Sheffield I am very shocked they're in the Premier League and now Sheffield United are, are in the Premier League I'm shocked that Sheffield United are there and I fucking hate them too so there's quite a lot of teams that I hate so I've got like a hot as you can tell I've got like a lot of hate built inside me a little bit um, but a lot of it comes from it's just it's Tottenham's fault I hate all these teams because they've got so many bogey teams like so if, if a player hasn't scored in 10 games they play against Tottenham they're guaranteed to fucking score yeah if if you're playing against uh, a team that hasn't won in six games, they're guaranteed to be Tottenham. It's just yeah. the way Tottenham's built. Yeah. Uh, so I'm very cynical. I, I I despise West Ham. Even they look pretty decent this year. They have like they they spent a lot of money. I, th- I think that with Tottenham we spent we spent money, but we spent it all in the wrong places. Yeah. Not, we still have no backup for Harry Kane. If he gets injured, we put we our get our game plan is to put Son. Like some up, up front, yeah, he's a great player, but he's not Harry Kane. He's not Harry Kane. So I mean, it's got that's that's the thing I love about it. like it's it's like there's twenty teams to pick from. Um, like looking at Watford, like who would have thought that Watford after the season they had last year are now last, having lost all three games. Mm-hmm. Um, I really feel that their manager is probably on the cusp of getting fired. Yeah, they do change manager quite a lot to be perfectly honest oh yeah those lower t- tier teams like it's hard for the man to get something going with the players like yeah like I mean like like Watford got to the FA Cup final last year um, they have a pretty decent squad it's just that like the, the manager or the ownership of Watford just like to get rid of managers it's it's their forte so yeah. if I was him I wouldn't go buying a house in Watford anytime soon he's probably on the, the next plane back to Spain exactly um, so yeah, it's like it's it's it, three games in. It's it's, it's interesting. Um, yeah, no, for sure. It's funny that after three games, you only have one team that's won all three games so far, which is Liverpool. Yeah. Um, my, my shows friend, their character. Oh, God, don't say that. Fucking shows the character. But it just played. I love their coach. You know, you're a big Klopp fan. Yeah. Uh, if I was like, if I was a Liverpool fan. I'd love him too. Like he's like you know he gets in there with the fans. My uncle went to the parade and it was something out oh. of this world. When they oh your uncle lives in Liverpool. Yeah. So you, your dad's from Manchester. Yeah. But your uncle lives in Liverpool. Yeah. Okay. So how does that work at Christmas? My dad's not a big sports fan to be honest. My mom who likes Manchester United a lot. My uncle just from Liverpool. You know what I mean? Like he's just always supported the club and went a different direction in the family so wow so is he like is this the uncle you never get to see no I, I like this uncle <laughs> he's one of my favorite uncles but no he's always been a, a Liverpool fan he likes the way the coaching direction is going for Liverpool and that's why he if he was on the podcast probably say they'd win too so, so did um, so what what was the uh, parade like what did he say it was thousands of people just waiting the music they had a a trailer full of speakers go by first with all music on and the players came in the big double decker bus and the coach was hammered all into it like awesome the coach driver was hammered not the coach driver <laughs> the coach of the team <laughs> but yeah no, that would have been pretty cool to see it's like mm. a massacre at the uh, I forget what the crowd size they got for that parade but it was something like crazy I, I, I saw pictures of it and uh, to, to be honest like I went to watch, watch the game and I I sit there being fucking bitter and cynical again watching yeah, the parade yeah. and like I I was thinking to myself you know like obviously they, they deserved it so uh, we're just coming to the end of our chit chat um, and also to the end of our points here um, as I said 9 locks, 30 blonde for the win 
So, <clears throat> a, a friend of mine uh, who hopefully will be on the podcast, Mr. Andrew Murphy, had a great idea um, where each week we'll drink a beer that's been a sponsor of uh, a Premier League team. So, so uh, do you think that'd be a good idea? Do you think you'd be into that the next time you're on the show? I like beer, and I think that'd be awesome. So yeah, um, just uh, I really appreciate you being on the show. Um, Anytime. It's, yeah, it's it's been fun. Like it's the first one, so uh, it's obviously been nervous and all that kind of stuff. Got but, some uh, pretty good topics, though. I think. Yeah, you know, like we got to talk about uh, sh- your shitty Man United stuff. I know you have to hear stuff. about Man United, but hey. Yeah, so uh, talk about them. So yeah, so uh, hopefully you'll get to hear uh, Dave Faulkner again on the show. Um, Dave's a, a wealth of information being um, the bastard child of two English people. <laughs> <laughs> so um, until until next week, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you all soon. And don't forget to uh, watch Tottenham Arsenal on Sunday at Dirty Nellies. And also, if you're an Irish person. Uh, the GAA All-Ireland Final is on uh, Dublin are playing against Kerry uh, that's also one of 30 Nellies and I'll be there kind of pretending to watch the GAA but I'll probably kind of sneaking a look at Tottenham um, so yeah um, if, if you see me down there uh, I'll probably be a twat in a Tottenham jacket just come over say hello and buy me a beer until next time take it easy been listening to the down the pub podcast join us every week as we have a beer and chat english premier league football you can join the conversation on facebook and also on instagram at down underscore the pub underscore podcast until next week take it easy the podcast you just heard was made using anchor ever thought about making your own podcast anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.